Hey guys, welcome to The Real Shit with Brit and Wit. This is Whitney. And this is Brittany. Guys, we brought on our husbands today on this episode to talk about uh, the difficulties and just the reality of being in a blended family. We've been off the air actually for like the last half hour talking about how to go about this subject because it is so touchy. Because a lot of things are, when you're in a blended situation, a lot of things are beyond your control and you don't want to piss off the other person and you don't want to say something that will that will put you in a bad situation. So this one, this is a difficult episode for us. One that Britt and I originally didn't think would be so hard, but after trying to figure out how to go about it, it's actually a lot harder than we even anticipated it being. So I guess let's just start. This is, These are our husbands. This is my husband, Brad. Say hello. hello. Hello, everyone. And this is my husband, Mark. What up? Basically, it's just been a giant shit show over here for the last 30 minutes, and uh, we're all signing divorce papers now. <laughs> this is just a tough a tough topic. What did you say earlier, Mark, that like 15% of blended families actually make it? Something like that. Yeah. Maybe 10%. It, it's a low, it's a low percentage, that. yeah. <laughs> Brad, we'll pull out the fact That's check later. That's why I threw out a few facts, you know, throw people off. It's just, it, it's a tough one because there there's definitely a part... Um, of all of us that feel like we can't exactly say the real, the real shit and the real situation because of things that might come back. And so we're going to do our best. And if, um, our husbands are uncomfortable with answering a question or two or whatever, um, they're going to let us know. So we're just going to move forward, I guess, like that. Okay. The first thing we wanted to kind of talk about is the backgrounds of our husbands before. So Mark and Brad both, came into being a stepdad automatically. Um, the only difference, Brad did not have his own children, whereas Mark did have a daughter already. So we want to kind of get their backgrounds and just kind of talk about a little bit of what bachelor life was like before before being a stepdad. Mark, will you um, on this one? All right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I don't, I don't know where to even start, but uh, I wasn't really into the having kids or family, or even marriage thing through my whole 20s. Um, and then I had a daughter and still wasn't planning on expanding that. But then I met Brittany and fell in love with her and her kids. And now we're a blended family. And it was a fast falling in love story, wasn't it? It was very fast. I feel like I was the lucky winner who actually made him want to get married. It's very funny to sit here right now and talk about this because I actually feel like I love you a lot. But 10 minutes ago, we were like, <laughs> literally, like I almost shut this whole thing down. I'm not going to lie. I was almost just like, the F, I got to go. I gotta get like there. Mark and I have so much love for each other. You guys know this, but we, we have a lot of passion on the other end too. And when it comes to blended family, it's so so touchy for us to talk about um certain areas of the blended family but anyway now that you said that I feel in love with you again so thanks <laughs> I feel like we just need to sit and record one of your guys's fights one time you guys' <laughs> fights are epic <laughs> no like people that know Mark and have grown up with him honestly one of the first things they'll say to me when they meet me is like you must be pretty special because this guy never was going to settle down with anybody so I feel I feel good about that thanks yeah cute Hey, Brad, what's your background? Well, my background is I love the single life. It was great. You don't have to worry about anybody else but yourself. 
and your finances are all yours. So I loved the uh, single life. Um, I actually worked with Whitney before as uh, colleagues rather than lovers, if you will. But um, I used to come to work and we all were all in the same group of friends. And so we would always get together and I would tell her about my crazy stories at the bars or the weekends or whatever. So we kind of became friends that way. And she kind of lived vicariously through me, I believe. Oh, goodness. Get over yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I was kind of in a Mark situation where I wasn't looking for a wife. I wasn't looking for kids. I wasn't looking for any of that. And it kind of uh, randomly happened with Whitney. It all changed one night. We went out to dinner as friends and then we kind of left and something had changed. Yeah, there were all of a sudden different feelings there. So, uh, yeah, that also came with uh, not just Whitney, but uh, a husband or ex-husband. Oh, listen to episode nine. Episode nine, everyone. Refer to episode nine. (laughs) And uh, not only that, but there was a uh, daughter involved as well. So part of that was uh, hard to get over because I came in as the outsider, in that uh, relationship, but uh, we were part-time parents for the first little bit, and that was pretty exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. That weighed in heavily on us having another child, so. We debated uh, quite a bit before having another kid, and all of our things kind of took me back to my bachelor life of, well, when we don't have that child, the part-time, we can go do whatever we want. We don't we don't have to find a babysitter for those three days or whatever, however many days we don't have her. So having another kid of our own was a big debate. It was. It was. A pros and cons list. <laughs> no, that we feel the same way. We, You get those few years, I think, with each other and you know, kids go to the other parents and on the weekends or whatnot. And you do, you have all this freedom and deciding to have one together is definitely a huge. We're actually going to talk about that later and you know, the differences that come with that. So same thing. I think uh, where we want to go with this is first kind of ask you guys, what was it like when you very first came in? Like, what is it like? Because I don't think like Whit and I, we were parents already. So nothing changes for us. But what is it really like to come into? Well, and Mark, I guess you were already a parent, but not not full time, like actually having a kid live with you every single day. And let alone having it be someone else's kid. What, what's that like? Yeah, what's it like stepping into a stepdad role? Well, this is Bradley here. <laughs> um, I think for me, it was kind of difficult just because I lived that bachelor life till I was 30 almost. So coming into a relationship with a child was uh, you don't get this nine months of prepping. It's a constant. We have a two-year-old. So for me, that was a very difficult thing where it's, hey, let's go out on a date tonight. Oh, wait, we can't. We have a kid that needs to go to bed at 730. And, you know, we got to go to a restaurant that has chicken fingers and French fries. And, you know, you can't go to the nice steak dinner. And I don't know. It was, kind of, it was difficult for me. Yes, it's, it is difficult. Um, same thing I had. Poor Mark got three kids. Yeah. <laughs> I got three real fast. Um, my I had to kick my brother out of the house. Uh, he was renting from me, and there wasn't space for all of them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a 
it it was a very it it was a shock because I was living the bachelor life at the time. Uh, you know, I did have my daughter a few days a week, but uh, you know, was watching basketball and hanging out and doing whatever we wanted, and you know when there aren't kids around all the time you can have nice things that was nice <laughs> hold on i just for the record i don't feel like you really even owned nice things maybe I your car a, they were nice, nice car, to us Brittany. i had a nice tv <laughs> and one, one time my son like accidentally my husband's a car guy and he's like very particular about his cars anyone that knows him out there and one time my son was like probably what three and he like went by daddy mark's car with like one of his trucks and like accidentally nicked it i thought it was game over oh no i was like he's gonna leave me well no he was he he was uh showing me what a car accident looks like and my car was one of the cars and his truck was the truck but the yeah. truck survived huh? it, it what that was hard for me to like have you know i don't even know why like back then i thought like having a cool tv and like man cave and all that stuff was cool you know and then the kids come and they take over and you got yogurt on your TV and oh fingerprints God. and like, That's, that still irritates me, Mark. Yeah. And there's <laughs> I like, I still like the clean car. <laughs> yeah. You know, but having all those kids around, like I had to learn that like, you know, that, that stuff really isn't important. One of the things Mark used to say to the kids, he's like, don't even fart in the car. And they were like, are we allowed to <laughs> forget breathe? about eating? Don't, don't fart. And they were like, like one time, I think my daughter like got out some lip gloss and he was like, what is that? What are you doing? And she was just like, uh, I'm like, kids, you're not even allowed to breathe in here. Everyone hold your breath. Yeah. If you could sit really lightly on the leather, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also I'd like to add in, I think the reason Mark could marry me is I was one of those moms that really ran a tight ship with my kids. Wouldn't you say that? And he always used to say that was something that he loved about it is that even though gaining kids kind of stressed him out a little bit, like the fact that I was always on top of them for everything. And like, I don't know, how would you explain that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that our parenting styles match up pretty good as far as being a little bit more strict and, you know, not letting kids get away with stuff. Um, Whitney I, and I, on the other hand, are opposite of that. Brad likes that I'm a free-range parent. <laughs> I uh, spent 10 years in the military and have a military mindset of you do stuff when I say and how I say. And Whitney's the free-range parent. I Go like the natural consequences. If you leave your markers open, you they're going to dry at. out. You get yelled at. No, they're going to dry out. And, and then, then you don't have markers. And buy you more markers next week. Eventually. <laughs> but you're going to learn that lesson. <laughs> so our parenting styles on Wit and I's end are very different. Okay. Well, that's actually one of our questions about yeah. uh, disciplining styles. So what about disciplining the stepkids? Do you guys leave that to the actual parent? Do you jump in and step in? I mean... Do you just parent them like they're your own kid? How how do you guys handle the disciplining? That was a big learning experience. Um, I felt like with the at the youngest at the time, he uh, it was a little bit easier. Um, yeah. So Declan, my youngest, was one whenever Mark came in. Just to clarify that, so he was really still young. Yeah. So we went through like the the tantrum stages and all that stuff, and I could really get in there and 
you know, get, get in there and discipline. Yeah, <laughs> oh no. Whit and I actually talked about that. What in the other podcast with the stool stare down. Oh that yeah. You one time <laughs> sat him on a stool for like 45 minutes and Mark just sat across from him on a stool, like staring at him until he knocked it off. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's really, I like this technique. <laughs> I, I did that like four or five times, I think. Cause he was, he had a rough few months there and, uh, it, uh, it fixed him up really good for a minute there. Yeah. He, he really learned to respect me for a minute. <laughs> it comes and goes. Yeah. Uh, what about the older kids? Did you feel like the you could discipline kids, them? Well, I, um, if anybody knows me when it comes to discipline or if somebody messes up around me, I'm not like the nicest person. Um, I come across, across like kind of mean. So the older I girls, cry a lot. I cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, with the older girls, like I've had to learn to really just kind of not, not discipline them. Do you let Brittany handle that or do you for mean the most part, but you um, just try sometimes, to come sometimes, across a little nicer. Yeah. Sometimes I gotta, I gotta rein it back a little bit, you know, do it with a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's also a difficult thing is as a step parent and it's always going through your, your head when you're disciplining the kids is like, um, you know, I feel like they're my own. I want the best for them. I love them a lot, but like, am I treating them as equal as your own kids, you yeah. know? And so sometimes you catch yourself like overcompensating, like maybe being a little bit more harder on your kid at one point or them too soft or like completely ignoring something. And, you know, the, the important thing for me is just to know, like, you know, you're probably never going to get it perfectly right, but. I'm concerned about it and I try. That's actually a great answer. Cause I think just as the mom or as a parent, you feel the same way. Like mm -hmm. you kind of worry about the same stuff. Yeah. One of my things was I wanted, cause I think Mark, didn't you tell me one time that you, I don't know if it was a podcast or you read something somewhere where they actually say you shouldn't discipline the other person's ch children. Yes, I, I've read that. Or you yeah. should let the biological parent discipline okay. their kid. I didn't know if that was Whitney or Mark. They're like both my spouses, so I don't know. Yeah. Which Even, one's does that does that apply for free range parents as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> but no, but one of the things I actually go against that a little bit. I do. That might be the thing that professionals say, but I kind of disagree and like Whit and I talked about this in another episode where I actually want Mark to come in and discipline because it sucks to be the only disciplinary sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can understand like when you're maybe first married or it's a new relationship to let the biological parent maybe discipline. But then I feel like there comes a time where you got to start stepping in. Otherwise the kids are just going to kind of walk all over you, you know? So it, yeah. and you want a partner. You don't want someone that's just gonna, that's just kind of around the house. You, you want a partner as a parent as well, you know? So, but it is so true. Like in our dynamic, having both sides of it, like even with my stepdaughter, I noticed the same thing. Like Mark was saying, sometimes I almost like, I'll be nicer to her than I would to my own daughter if they did the same thing or you know I might like lecture my kid or tell her off or something whereas with my stepdaughter I'm like especially in the beginning she would like run away and cry if I talked to her like that and so you really can't sometimes but like Whit and I were saying in another episode before 
now that so much time has gone by, my stepdaughter actually is, she gets a a lot more, she's used to me now. And so she'll kind of know, like I can kind of look at all of them and be like, Hey, knock it off. And instead of like running and crying and being like, your mom hates me or whatever. She, she's just like, Oh, that's my stepmom. Yeah. And she just knows now that that's just what it is. Yeah. When we first got married, I was like, got to make this step family thing work. So I was listening to the step family podcasts and the, I think 50 or more percent of the reason why they say don't discipline the other kids is because the focus on a step family needs to be more how to make the marriage work in the step family other than how to make, how to raise kids, you know? Oh, that's a good point. So it comes from more of a place like if you guys set these rules where you're only disciplining your own kids then it creates a buffer between the step family and the marriage and gives you a more like you're going to be more likely to succeed basically but i think in the situation where both of me and Brittany are okay and encourage the you know and we can always get behind each other when disciplining is happening that i don't think that's really been an issue with us for us yeah I think I think sometimes getting behind the other person is difficult because I don't know if you've ever had it but there's been occasions where my mama bear has come out when Brad's disciplining our oldest Izzy and sometimes I'm like whoa babe like calm down rein it in like bring it in you know and uh I've tried really hard lately to not say anything in front of the kids you know, to try to say like later or give him a look like, come eh, eh, on. Because they pick up on it. Oh, they do. Yeah. And, and then they that use ruins it to their them. advantage. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do. I think like when it comes to people like men like Mark and Brad, you guys, you do. You sound a little scarier, like we said, because you're more stern and direct and things like that. And so especially the girls, I know my oldest too would, you know, a lot of the times be like, he's he's like being mean and they just thought he would be mean. So then Mark would kind of get to the place. Well, so my mama bear claws, I think, I don't know. Like I wouldn't, I know Mark and I know the way he is. And so I'd have to almost say to my girls, like you guys, he's not trying, he's not being mean. That's just the way he talks, you know? But then Mark would kind of almost get to a place where he would be like, okay, I'm just not even going to say anything anymore. And I'd be like, well, no, you still have to like, let them know that's not okay. Just sometimes you come off like, kind of scary you kind of do i'm very scary (laughs) i mean even listen to his like deep voice brad how do you feel about disciplining well (laughs) my upbringing my dad was a disciplinary and so we got disciplined all the time and one thing that was really taught in our house is cleanliness with everything and there's an order to everything like there's no eating on the nice couches. There's no going to play in that room with your Play-Doh on the carpet. Things like that where I'm trying to enforce the same things. But in Whitney's family, her upbringing was a little different. At least that's how free I... Free range. Free, free range. Free range chickens at their house. So I think it was kind of like, well, if it makes the kid happy, why not? And I'm like, well, that's, you know... That's a $1,000 carpet. No, no. You are making me sound like <laughs> I don't not, care about anything. That is not That is not true. She cares about it, but she also doesn't care to replace it. So. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you made it sound like I'm okay living in shit. That's not it. <laughs> oh, you mean that I'm okay like if it gets ruined and we'll just, just replace just it? Just replace it. It's just money. 
Some things are okay to be replaced. It's Wait. just a thousand. But I, if you but if you stop the child from playing with silly buddy on the carpet, you wouldn't that have had shit to. Did end? That ended. Well, it ended in that house. It's now a new thing. In they our they new only house. can play with that at the counter or in their hair. That that was our baby. She doesn't know better. Brad, that was your kid too. You should have been on that fifty percent. <laughs> See. See, she gets it. <laughs> no, so, listen. And I, I also, I, I feel came in at a disadvantaged time because when we first got married, I went on a deployment for a year and Whitney was at home living with her parents. So Grandma Bear stepped in and became parent number two in that uh, child's life, so to speak. And uh, when I came home, while looking for a house, we stayed there for a year at her parents' house. And, you know, now we had a three-year-old. I think she was three at the time. Mm -hmm. So I would try to discipline and grandma would come in and either A, put me in my place or second guess me. And so I think from the get-go, my stepchild never quite listened to me and I was always the bad guy. Like one prime example was I was in school full-time and I would... I was in charge of taking Izzy to the daycare. And one of the rules at daycare are if you don't have closed-toed shoes, if you have sandals on, you can't go out into the playground and play. You have to sit inside and watch everybody from the windows. So she wanted to wear her new sandals to school, and I told her no. So she goes up to Grandma and asks Grandma if she can wear the sandals. So Grandma calls Whitney kind of twists it and says, hey, Izzy wants to wear her white shoes, not saying what they were. And Whitney's like, well, yeah, she can wear white shoes. And then so grandma comes down to Izzy and says, hey, you can wear them. I verified it with your mom. Totally second guessing my decisions in parenting and disciplining. And so after living with them for a year and my military background, my a little harsher tones when it comes to disciplining. <laughs> We're not uh, taken very lightly with with uh, my stepchild. Yeah, no, I think she was four the first time she pulled the, you're not my dad, so. <laughs> yeah, or you're not my grandma. That's hard, though. I mean, Wits kind of opened up about some of the stuff with mom and how it's hard to kind of balance that. Yeah, that relationship for sure. Coming up with uh, my family, being raised, we were a very sarcastic family. And so even even at uh, bad times, we were joking around and using sarcasm to get through things. So when I discipline and then somebody steps in and second guesses that, and then I use sarcasm. And a three-year-old or a four-year-old does not understand that. Oh, come on. Our nine-year-old does not like the sarcasm. She is starting But I think that's, that's part of the age, yeah. Uh, I mean, when you're... Izzy's age now and older, like when you hit the preteens and teenager, the you start understanding the sarcasm and then it becomes fun. But yeah, as a child, the sarcasm's not fun. Well, what was the thing, Mark? The other, I swear this was like a few days ago and it was my oldest, right? She's going on 13 and she was sitting here and it was like, we were eating something. Oh, oh, she didn't want to eat the crust on her toast. And Mark like kind of was like, what are you, two? Or said something in like that sarcastic sort of manner. And she just honestly like took her (laughs) plate to the sink and I think went and cried. And I had to be like, no, honey, he was just joking. Like, you know, then I have to be like, okay, 
babe, she doesn't have to eat the, the crust. Like, he's like, well, that's weird. Like, oh, what is she, too? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sarcastic, too. Like, a lot. I know, even sometimes I have to be like, are you joke? Is that, are you joking? I don't know if you're joking. Anyway, but I mean, girls are sensitive. Very. And, you know, we are. And so I think when you have that personality, and especially when it comes to disciplining someone that's your stepchild, um, but like Mark, what's the difference for you between your own daughter versus like she's used to him? But I don't think you even have the personality or the not personality, the relationship of like a disciplinary, even when she does come over to our house, because I feel like she comes over and it's more like fun, fun time, right? Because you're not the everyday disciplinary parent, right? Don't you feel like there's like a difference there? But I guess what I'm trying to ask is if you had to discipline her, does she take it better than like what my girls do? She takes the sarcasm better and probably actually the, yeah, I I guess I don't discipline her as much because she's not here. But when I do, um, I don't know Maybe she just doesn't take it as personal because I'm like the her real dad. Well, that's know? exactly what I was going to say because we actually asked the kids about this on the kid interview episode and all of them said that it's harder when their step-parent disciplines them because they know that their actual parents have unconditional love for them. And even though their step-parents do, it just feels different. And that, that makes perfect sense. Like as we're talking right now, I'm just like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Thank you. well no um and like even with my girls their dads are very different and so they're kind of the fluffier vacation type dad when they go over there and so Disneyland dad yeah no really and so they don't really have like that disciplinary type relationship with them either and so I think that kind of it doesn't really help Mark because he is the disciplinary figure here um, because he's married to me and I'm the disciplinary parent and so when he acts or says certain things to the girls it does probably make it seem like he's more stern and mean and I know like with you guys Izzy has felt like Brad can be mean too so that's definitely a huge part of you know you guys but honestly I grew up in a step family And I grew up with a stepdad and he came in when I was 12 and I'll tell you what, that's, it's not an easy scenario. And I had a lot of times where I was kind of that brat kid where I was old enough to realize like, who's this guy? You know what I mean? Like, what are you coming in here thinking you can discipline me? What do you think you're doing? My mom promised me it'd be rollerblading every day in the park. Just her and I, bro. What are you? Anyway, all these years later, he's a great dad. So you know, but th- those are kind of my hopes, I think, in ways that our kids all kind of came in young enough with you guys that it's really all they're going to know. Right. You know, and they're going to be in their 20s at their wedding, having their dance with their stepdad. And they're going to they're going to have mad respect for you guys. You know, I think also with the uh, disciplining comes the praising the child. And that's where a lot of uh, Whitney and I's battles come into play. I'm not a big praiser. I'm more of the discipliner. Yeah. Well, and that, I think that's the hard thing too, is like that, that's the one thing that we usually kind of argue about is he'll get after our oldest about something. And then she goes and cries and she just feels like he doesn't like her. And I'm like, Hey, it's okay to get after her for things that she's doing 
when you need to, but you also need to recognize the good things she's doing and you need to praise her occasionally. So she knows that you love her and like her and not, you're not just always the disciplinary. You're not always the hard person to deal. You know, I don't want to do anything around Brad because he's just mean to me all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I just have a problem. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a good praiser. You know, it's, I discipline, like, why do you have permanent markers on the carpet or the couch? Like what is going on? I discipline that. And I'm, bad about praising like, oh, you took your plate over to the sink and wash it off. That's a normal thing that everyone should do. Congratulations for being normal. I I have a problem with that. Like I, I know I need to be better, but I just, in the back of my head, I just don't have that in me. He just thinks that if you're doing something good, that's because you're you should be doing it good. So you shouldn't get praised for that. And that that drives me nuts because especially as having like a stepchild, like, yeah, with, with our youngest, you, she probably doesn't need to hear that. I think every child does to a point, but she probably doesn't need to hear that as much as the stepchild does. And I don't, I don't know what my deal is because <laughs> at, at work in like a leadership position or in the military as a leadership position, I praise all the time. Like if somebody is helping clean a room at the hospital where I work at, I praise them and say, hey, thanks for helping. Even though I know it's their job, they're getting paid to do that. I praise them. And people love it. But for some reason at home, I just assume that you should be doing what you're supposed to be doing. But uh, I agree that that's, I should be better at that, but I just, I don't. I only do it when Whitney when I get says after you I need to do it. it. But then it's just kind of ridiculous of like, hey, you know, thanks oh. for actually closing the door while you take a poop in the bathroom. It is. The, the praises are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like it's not even like something that he noticed like, Oh, hey, you cleaned up your toy. Like, good job cleaning up your toys after. Like, thanks for doing that. No, it's <laughs> wait, always wait, wait. like, Did that actually happen? good job for like taking your plate to the sink. Like, good job. Like, the dumbest <laughs> things that you could point out ever. Like, it's never like an <laughs> thanks actual for phrase. flushing the toilet. Exactly. It's that so is, dumb. That is a real problem at our house. Uh, it, it is here too. <laughs> Not only with the children. <laughs> What is that even supposed to mean? I only don't flush the toilet in the middle of the night if same. it's like going to. I do the same thing and it drives Brad crazy. Oh my god, it's you. I don't want to wake anyone up. The toilet never woke anybody up. Um, sit, tell what, them. No. What no, is the still no. urine smell in here? No. Oh, <laughs> Whitney woke up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. No, you tell that to any mother with a baby who you just got to sleep and children, like uh, any sleep deprived mother. Don't you ever say a toilet never woke anyone up? Okay, well, it in never previous episodes, you guys already talked about the all the noise you put in the kids' rooms and the bathroom is like five rooms away from that. So just flush it. Even say hurrah after. Nobody's hurrah. waking up. You know what? Count your blessings. You get white noise because that means you're having sex. <laughs> and the white noise is on every night. Boom. No. What's this white noise? <laughs> what is the sex you guys are talking about? You can get them at Walmart. <laughs> it's just a fan, Brad. <laughs> But in uh, all honesty, we, let's let's flush some toilets, people. <laughs> Listen, I've never left a deuce in there. Like, don't treat me like I'm like nasty. It's just yes, a pee. she has. No. It's a pee. You <laughs> leave it when you're like it's two in the morning. That thing is not getting flushed. Okay, I'm not taking oh, the chance. I'm gonna flush the toilet when I wake up at night. I'm gonna flush it twice, just to <laughs> prove a point. We're not having a drought. It's not the when it's brown, flush it down. When it's yellow, let, let it, it let it mellow. That's not. We're not in a drought. Oh my 
to stop making people think I leave poop in the toilet. Seriously. Come on, you guys. You're making people think we're gross. <laughs> Whitney, Whitney doesn't poop, so. <laughs> Whitney, I don't care. We share everything on here with our listeners. They they really, they love us. <laughs> so, Okay, what were we talking about? Oh, blended family. <laughs> oh, back on topic now. Um, I, Mark, I want to know how awkward is it for you with older daughters? Because, okay, Brad, you came in and Izzy was what, two, mm-hmm. right? And, but Mark came in, my oldest was eight. How, what's the difference? How weird is that? Um, it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, because I don't have anything to compare it to. But in our situation, I think it was pretty good. I think if it happened two years later, it would be a big, big problem. I think the way that, uh, uh, Bella and Ava's personalities are, I think it was perfect that I came in at the age that they were. But I think that if I came in where their ages are right now, I would be very, very defeated. (laughs) Hey, okay. Well, just the oldest. She's just in that prime preteen stages where like every hormones. Yeah, there's hormones and everything's mopey. And I think even with biological dad, like if she lived with him full time, it would be the same thing. Because I'm going to cut in here real quick because I'm not actually complaining about her behavior. I'm just saying I wouldn't be able to just come in. Like I noticed the behavior evolve. So it wasn't necessarily it doesn't hurt. I don't take it personal. I just know that this person is, you know, growing up like if she would have came in now at 12 she probably would have been like me where i remember like how i was like what are you doing here you know i guess another thing on my uh parenting styles i grew up with four siblings and three of them being brothers and so the three the three older kids we were all boys growing up and then my sister and little brother they were young enough where they were kind of an entity and then me and my two older brothers were an entity. So I, in reality, grew up with mostly brothers, all boys at the house. And then now I'm in a house full of females and I don't understand the crying over nothing. You know, in our house, it was, you're crying, like, why the heck are you crying? Do you need something to cry about? And so <laughs> that mentality doesn't work with females, and I'm slowly, slowly trying Very to figure slowly, that out. Very slowly, but you're, you're getting it. <laughs> slowly. Well, I think Mark had that to maybe his advantage, though, is having a daughter already. And she she was kind of a sensitive little child, too. And so there was always crying. I think he was more probably used to, to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. She was very sensitive, but I think actually that was a big benefit to the step family and the sisters, you know, she, she grew up a lot really fast from that. And that was a really good thing. Yeah. Honestly, my stepdaughter and I've talked about this before, like she's prospered a ton in our family with growth and how like learning, you know, to share and having to kind of see the, the, the siblings having to divide things up, you know what I mean? And that's been really healthy for her for sure. Um, blending wise, see, that's the difference between us is you guys didn't have to blend kids where we did. And I know a lot of people, one of the hardest things is their children blending. And for Mark and I, um, I think you would agree, 
correct me if I'm wrong. Our kids actually blended really, really well. Like stepdaughter was super pumped to come in and have sisters and siblings and a family. And, you know, Mark, from your point of view, like maybe tell what it was like, maybe from your side of it, because that was you and your daughter coming in, coming into a family situation. Maybe talk a little bit about how she, her feelings on it in the very beginning. Um, I don't remember fully, but I do remember her being <laughs> really excited about having, you know, sisters and stuff like that. And uh, Brittany would always make sure to do family nights and activities with everybody together. And um, if Brittany ever missed a night, um, my daughter would be like, hey, I want to have a family night. <laughs> like, what's going on here? You know, like she she really liked the the whole dynamic, but. Um, maybe that was just cause she was just getting old enough to realize how boring it is to just hang out with dad and like, you know, and I, I'm, you know, I'd be working all day and then I'd come home and I'd get her and I'd be so tired that like going to the park or doing whatever we would do. I'm sure I was just boring. So I think having siblings brings a totally different dynamic though. So I think I actually used to, I would feel bad because I almost, I would get a little bit insecure and I don't know if I've opened up about this before. Like it would actually make me insecure that I felt like, oh, you're not really getting that time anymore with your, just you and her because she's so excited to come over, right? Like she would come over with dad before and it was just her and dad and he got that time with her. But then she would start walking in the house and it was almost like dad and Brittany who, like where are the girls? You know, I don't care about you anymore. It's just like having a new baby. No one cares about you anymore. They only care about the child. Yeah. Where's the baby? You know, and she would, she would walk in and just kind of be like, where are the girls? Bye. And then they would just go play. And sometimes I would feel insecure. Like, I'm so sorry. I feel like your night with your daughter. Like she just wants to go play. And Mark was always really good about being like, you know, if she's happy playing here, like that makes me happy. And so we make sure we try to balance him getting daddy daughter dates with her family night, me having time with my own kids. The one thing I don't feel like we really do is Mark bonding with my kids one-on-one. Yeah. We're trying to do the same thing as far as like setting up daddy daughter dates with Izzy and Brad so they can go out and have some time just, you know, one-on-one time so they can kind of bond that way. Well, working the, on it. which it isn't as easy as it sounds. Because with blended families, like especially ours, um, like just our blended family schedule of kids going here and this is the night we have everybody and somebody's gone here and this and that and blah, 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 fills up the whole calendar, like literally. You have to be a logistics major to figure it out? No, it's crazy. It really is. Our schedule's nuts. So finding a time where, you know, stepdad can hang out with, you know, one of the kids one of the stepkids or something like that is it's rare and the times where it has happened even like organically has gone a a long way i think yeah so it is important um let's ask this question what's the hardest part about being a step parent if you could like honestly sum it up like what is the hardest part i would say the disciplining and the praising, I don't know. Because I, I think <laughs> going back to that we're not, praising thing, we're not uh, we're not necessarily blending families with kids together. In our situation, we're blending. In a way, we are though with ages because we have a nine-year-old and a two-year-old, and so the nine-year-old's my stepdaughter, and the two-year-old is mine, 
And so, of course, you're going to parent differently just due to aging. And there's no one in between, so you don't get all ranges. It's either you're disciplining a baby or you're disciplining somebody that should know better that you can speak and have a conversation with. And I think the nine-year-old, at least with me, I feel it's an uphill battle because she's always saying, you know, why can Scotty do this or the littlest one? Why can she do that and I can't? I'm like, well, because the little one doesn't understand what I'm saying anyways. And, you know, when I tell her not to eat a banana on the couch and leave it there, she doesn't understand that you're not supposed to do that. And she's not hearing my voice say that. Where you, you should know better, you should do this. And then it turns into a, well, you love you love your own kid better than me, and I don't. And that that for me is probably one of the hardest things. But yeah, that's definitely been a hard battle. Our oldest always pulls the, you love the younger child more. You love Scotty more than you love me. That's probably her favorite card to pull, and it, it's. I think it's coming along a little bit better now that uh, Scotty is older and she can. She does understand a little bit more. So she, there has been times where she's gotten in trouble and, you know, she sits in timeout and stuff like that. And so I think for the older to see that a little more of like, oh, she does get in trouble and Brad does get mad at her. It's not just me has kind of helped. See, it's so interesting, the different dynamics there, because we don't deal with that at all. Like, I don't think one of our kids has ever been like, maybe Declan, I mean, he's six and he, he probably struggled the most with some jealousy with a new baby coming in. But I don't think any of our kids has has ever kind of pulled that one with Mark being like, you love, you know, Hazel more than us. Like, do you feel like? No, I don't think anybody would dare (laughs) even say that out loud. (laughs) Like... That's something Mark. you would not get away with saying. Mark would just go, and your point? Just kidding. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, if, if anybody said that to me, I'd just be like, you know I need to tell your mom that you just said that. And then they would just be And there so would just scared. be tears. Yes. <laughs> um, Mark, what about for you? What do you What do you feel like the hardest part? Um, I mean, besides everything that we've been talking about, which is pretty difficult, um, I'm just going to say this to like touch on a different subject, is... Um, for me, at least it's difficult because it feels so awkward to let the stepkids know that I do love you a lot and I do care about you. Like that's something that completely slipped my mind until a while ago. Like, cause I just didn't know, like, is that important or whatever? I don't even know, but it, it is difficult. Like, even if you like have a situation where you're like, Oh, I need to let them know this or that. Like it's hard. And it's not because I don't feel that way. It's just, it's just hard. No, we have the uh, same situation because I usually put Scotty to bed every night and we give hugs and kisses and everything else. And I love yous, but with the stepchild, it's a little bit different for me. And it's very, it's very difficult for me. Not that I don't feel those things like you, you were saying, but it's difficult for me to say those things. And, you know, now that she's nine year nine years old and she's becoming a woman, it's kind of, it's like almost in the back of my head too. Like, am I a creeper if I say that? Yeah. You know, I don't, like, she's not my, like, biological daughter. I don't know. And it's hard for me to tell just because we have the age difference too of, am I only doing that and kissing the little baby on the lips just because she's mine? Or am I doing it because she's a baby? I don't know. No, I mean, Mark's not kissing his eight-year-old on the lips, so it's probably age. Yeah, a lot I, of think it. it's, I think it's definitely age. <laughs> definitely. Give your daddy a smooch. 
No, it is. But I actually think about those things too, Brad. Like, what if I had a 12-year-old stepson, right? Like, Mark has a 12-year-old stepdaughter. He's not going to go cuddle in bed with Bella. Like, that is crazy. It is. It is weird. It's <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I'm just laughing at that. But, you know? but then you get you get the child, like our nine-year-old, she'll tell Whitney, like, how come Brad doesn't give me hugs? Aww. You know, I'm like, well where the hell's the line before, you know, CPS comes or, Hey, you love your stepchild. I don't, I don't know. You know, in, in some aspects you're like trying to save yourself from things like that. Like the CPS thing, when Whitney and I were first married, it was the only time I was happy. I was deployed, but Izzy was in daycare and she was potty training. And a very common thing when you're potty training is to grab yourself all the time. And so daycare turned that into CPS. Yes, I got turned into CPS, you guys. What? Whitney, horrible parents. Just kidding. Do we want to do this now or in a different episode? (laughs) (laughs) That's where free reign is going to get you. Free reign. That was the only time I was uh, happy that I was on deployment because I wasn't there to be a suspect. And I know I would have been suspect number one that they were wanting to interview. And it's turns things out, like that. you guys, just a side note real quick. Turns out nothing, absolutely nothing was going on. They actually talked to her doctor, and I had actually talked to her doctor two weeks before. Just like, she's constantly, like, touching herself. And he's like, oh, it's totally normal. She's not wearing a diaper anymore. So that's like, so I just want to throw that out there. So everything turned out fine. CPS did not get anyone, and we flushed the poop down the toilet. Pro- protect <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Uh, no, that is a thing. Mark's really good at kind of being like, hey, love you guys. And as a whole, but even at some of their ages, like the older kids are just like, eh. I mean, they treat me the same way too. Like even my oldest kids aren't running and giving me hugs and being like, I love you so much. Like they're just at that age where they're like, where's my technology? You know? Yeah, and so, exactly. Well, and they don't always want to be like, our, our nine-year-old will say that like, how come daddy Brad never gives me hugs? But it's also like, she doesn't want to be hugged all the time either. Like she has to be by an iPad. Yeah. She has to be in like a certain mood to want to hug, you know, like, Oh, the joys of being a so woman. So it is trying to like balance that out. The joys of being a woman. It's like, we want your hugs, but we don't, but we do, but we don't. Yeah, exactly. But if we don't, we're mad. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's talk about, okay, briefly, let's touch on this. Does anyone have issues with exes? I know that's something that people want to kind of know. Do you guys struggle with anything there? Brad, do you struggle with dealing with my ex at all? Uh, Not really. I mean, there's been some things in the past that we've, you and I have argued about with certain things. Like, for example, one of the things that was very, very difficult for me to deal with was the ex and the current mother-in-law, Whitney's mom, they had a relationship. And I wasn't necessarily threatened by this relationship. It was the fact that he, the ex, would uh, coordinate the schedule of our daughter now with your mother rather than with me or you. And that was a huge battle with us, with him. Yeah, so uh, in the beginning... When we, when I got divorced from my ex, he really didn't, uh, I don't want to throw him under a bus, but he didn't really know like how to handle having a small child. You know, I mean, it was the thing where he would even call sometimes and say, Hey, you need to come and pick up our daughter because I need to wash my clothes. I'm like, well, you're not taking your clothes to the river. You're putting them in the washing machine. So like, 
I don't need to pick her up for that, you know, but, and so it turned into a thing where he would actually just start calling my mom and say like, Hey, can I drop, um, Izzy off early to you? And that started getting to be like a lot. And I'm like, why aren't you calling me? Because you know, I'll tell you no, or because you know, like it, it just ended up becoming like a big thing. I'm just not so much anymore, but I was only chuckling because you're not washing your clothes down in the river. Like, (laughs) no, that's hard. I think on, what were you going to say, Brad? I was just going to. I was just going to make a comment like you. Down at the river. Down at the river. Down at the river. <laughs> In a van, down by the river. Uh, yeah, on our end, um, yeah, because Brad, I guess you didn't have an ex coming into the situation. But yeah, our end is tr- definitely tricky. I mean, I've got a couple, so poor Mark. I don't know how he does it. If if that was me coming in, I probably couldn't have done it. Like if I came in knowing Mark had two exes with children, I probably couldn't have handled that. Just, just throwing out honesty there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, women are a little bit more emotional. So, so dealing with two women exes would be, I think, a lot more difficult. <laughs> oh, my hell. So he's a saint in my eyes for that. But he doesn't really sweat a lot of stuff. And I think we've definitely had issues on the other side here and there with ex. But, like, that's, you know, a trickier subject. And um, I don't know. What's What are your thoughts on that with exes? Yeah, the exes thing is uh, it's hard. <laughs> Um, yeah, that maxes. That maxes. Um, yeah, I. Uh, you ever had an issue with uh, either of Britney's exes? No. Nope. Just you got along right off the bat. Like they didn't have any issue with you coming in as a new. No. That's nice. Not at all. Like, really at all. No. No, they they didn't have issues with him at all. I think with um, something that was crazy, like in the beginning, um, I think sometimes my one, my ex will kind of pull some like weird narcissistic stuff out. Like one time he came, you know, he's a business owner, right? And, uh, does, does well for himself. A little, very white collar for sure. Um, Mark is a mechanic, uh, provides a great home for us. But one of the comments he made, remember this? It was probably one of the biggest things I was like mortified. Like he came to pick up the kids or drop them off and he asked if he could get a you know, drink of water or something. And, and, uh, he asked me one time, he's like in front of Mark. Yeah. How's it feel to go from like white collar to blue collar? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what the hell? I swear to God, like he left after that. And I looked at my husband and I was like, how did you not like slug him? And he's like, yeah, just, I mean, what was your reaction to that? I didn't care. Don't, <laughs> don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Oh my oh God. My gosh. Well, hey, we just became best friends. Like <laughs> Did we just word. become best friends? That's like yep. my saying. That's good. Uh, the new the new podcast coming out is called The Real Shit with Brad and Mark. And so <laughs> stay tuned for that. <laughs> Look out for that. <laughs> Don't sweat the small stuff with Brad and Mark. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all small stuff. It's all small stuff. <laughs> um, okay, let's ask this question. Let's move on. We got to move I wanna on. I want to just add oh, one yeah. thing in there. So I kind of said that we had some issues with the X on that, but... Everything nowadays is uh, peaches and cream. It's Yeah, it's great. We get along really well, and everything is... After we put a couple things in check, everybody has kind of been on the same page from here on out, you know, after a couple blow-ups. But uh, now, dealing with the ex isn't a problem. We, we'll sit there and talk for 20 minutes when he's dropping off Izzy or whatever, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, there's no problems anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're all, I mean, we're pretty civil. I think on, 
one end on the other end you do what you need to do that's kind of how we'll sum that up yeah i guess that could be like you guys bring out one example and uh issues with my ex that we have had since the beginning there's been a lot and there'd be a lot of stories (laughs) so i think given the situation that that kind of puts me in we'll just leave those stories elsewhere for now and uh just say that's hard yeah yeah i think that's i think that's good it it is hard being um, on one end so one thing people want to know uh, and this is getting pretty real and not in a sense of the, taking away from your stepchildren but is it a lot different having your own child together thoughts on that mark i'll let you start this one <laughs> is it different than what um okay so like bond different than with your stepkids is it does it feel different having one together than the stepkids i guess yeah i mean if we're gonna be honest i mean any step parent would be lying if they didn't say there was because that's i think biologically how it's supposed to happen um but like i don't think it's detrimental it is just different and yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think people can take offense to that because as the mother of those other biological kids, I don't take offense to that. It is different. It's actually right, it it's different, different for me too. Like I love that Mark and I I love all of our kids, but I do love that like we get the dynamic of having that one together as well. Because sometimes you do you you deal and face with the face the things that are like you know, oh, your kid does something super cute in her dance recital. And yes, that's cute, but you don't have those feelings like you do with your own kid. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? for sure. Bradley? <laughs> uh, well, thanks for summing that up. Um, <laughs> no, every once in a while, I wish that uh, I had a kid with somebody else. Just so Whitney, when like I'm getting in trouble for something for not praising, we'll say again. Things like that. I mean, it's one of those like, well, if you don't know the situation I'm in really you know with some of it and there is some different feelings but I think everybody kind of said it you know you still you still love the child but there is something deep with your own child and look let let me just talk about the praising thing for a second what (laughs) I know it's not like I know it doesn't come off or like organically and I know some especially for you to even praise is not natural but I think it's so much more important to praise the stepchild because that way she knows that you you love her, you like her. So I love her through sarcasm. I know that, but you okay. need to just occasionally just say like, hey, you're doing a good job. Now that she's getting older, though, we are bonding a lot better. That's true. Yeah, I think for Mark, too. I mean, even the praise thing. You know, I don't think it comes natural. And so sometimes even just to be like, oh, Bella, you did so good in your horse riding lesson or, you know, Ava, you're really smart or so. I mean, you say stuff like that sometimes, but you really I, I use the correct fork and hope that somebody listens, you know. That's a problem around here sometimes. But you know what? Even when I tell my own children, like, Bella, you're so beautiful, hun. You like, you need to, you know, if she's feeling a certain way, like they just look at you like, you have to say that. You're my mom. You're my mom. You know? So I'm always like, Mark, if you tell her, she might believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're going to sum it up here with saying, is blended, being blended easier or harder than you expected? That was a question we had someone want to know. On my end, I would say it was harder than I thought it was going to be. 
you know, with some of the things we talked about earlier with the Whitney's mother being involved and me being kind of the outsider and whatnot, you know, like you see, you see in the Hollywood movies, you know, these blended families and everything's perfect and the kids love the stepdad or hate the stepdad. You know, you're always hoping for the, I want the child that loves me and wants to be with me and and it's, it's not always not that black way. And, white. Yeah, and it's, it's usually, usually not somewhere that in the middle, very indifferent. And so I kind of got the other convoluted version of that. And I was kind of the outsider fighting an uphill battle. And uh, I think we're kind of to a point now where it's what right now our story is what I wanted. Three years ago, it was not where I wanted. You know, five years ago, it wasn't where I wanted. But just took us a good seven years to get there. <laughs> easy seven years. Oh, very. Well, I think easy. even as being like a stepmom in the situation, that's something I do. I feel like you notice those things a little bit more. Like if my own biological kids walk around here and don't say a word to me all day, I'm not like butthurt about it. But if my stepdaughter comes over, like in the beginning, she was so young and everything was like, is Brittany home? Are we doing this? Oh, I love Brittany. And everything was like all about me. She was obsessed with me. And then the older she gets, I have to realize, oh, she's getting those, you know, older kid emotions as well. And so if she comes over and just kind of hangs with the girls and doesn't really like come over and say hi or give me a hug, I'll almost find myself saying to Mark, like, is there like, does, do you think she still likes me? Like, am I, you know, like I question those things and I think it's like a natural, we almost pay attention more to our stepkids behavior than our own in some senses. Yeah. You know no, I mean? I, yeah, for sure. Mark for you, uh, easier or harder? Um, I didn't come into it like super blind. Like I knew that it was hard. So I'm just going to say it's as hard as I thought it would be probably like, I don't know. I came kind of prepared. That's good. I don't think a lot of people do. So that's nice that you did some research in your podcasting listening to. Here's the million dollar question, you guys. If you knew back then what you know now, it's about to get real. Would you do it all over again? Are we being honest? It's the real shit, Brad. Yes, we are. (laughs) Just kidding. On my end. uh... He just put his arm around her and squeezed a little tighter on the other end of the counter. (laughs) Are we being honest? Get ready, honey. Just kidding. Get ready. I'm about to walk away. <laughs> I have the keys in my pocket. Just kidding. I don't. Whitney does. But uh, if I had to do it over again, I definitely would. I mean, it's there's been hard times, but it's not one of those. I wish it never happened. I'm a big believer on everything happens for a reason, and it teaches you a lesson. And I think a lot of the lessons we've had have both made both of us better people. But Yeah, I would agree with that one. Get a room. Just kidding. <laughs> We're going to as soon as we leave. No. What about you, Mark? Um, it depends on when you ask that question. <laughs> because I think at, I think sometimes when it's like really, really hard, I wouldn't necessarily recommend uh, a blended family to people. But like if you ask me right now, like, yeah, I'd Life do it over again yeah. for sure. Oh no, I look at it this way. Mark and I actually talk about this a lot because we're very open with it. And the stuff that is hard about being blended, sometimes I've even had times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this forever. Like 
is this worth being here and dealing with, you know, an ex on that end or crazy things or, you know, the, the hardships of worrying about stuff all the time. But at the end of the day, like we talk about this, we love each other so much. And this is what Mark's always kind of told me. There's going to be a day where all these kids are out of the house and it's just you and I left. And that's, what's most important at the end of the day, right? Like get through raising. Cause even with your own kids, families go through issues. Don't you oh, think? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, you're not you're not getting married to have a step family. You're getting married to you know spend the rest of your life with this person. <laughs> and I want to spend the rest of my life with you because I love you. Good job. Forget I about just... the kids. <laughs> no, I do, but right. I think that's hard. It's a hard question because some days blended families really suck. Like, let's just put it out there. But how do you say like you wish you wouldn't have done it when you love the person you're with, you know? Well, yeah, there's a lot more that goes into it. And if you remember the reason why you're doing it, you know, it's not it's not because you're in a blended family. It's because, you know, oh, you definitely not. There are some days I wish we didn't have kids at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love my kids to death, but there are some days that I'm like, do you know what I could be doing if I didn't have kids right now? Better be grateful that I'm here being your mother. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I think I think that's it, guys. Thank you guys for being on this episode. I know it kind of started off a little crazy, but this is great. So we're going to have you guys on again. Uh, <laughs> uh, we want to not sure about that. Listen, talk, talk to my assistant. Let us know, you guys, what you want to hear from Brad and Mark about. We uh, we have we actually have guys that write in and say that we help them understand their wives like crazies and things. So, you know, if anyone out there wants to hear from a man's point of view, some of the real shit we go through, even in marriage, let like put blended family aside. We'll have you on again. Absolutely. We have a wealth of knowledge, Mark and I. <laughs> yes. Don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> uh, moral of the story, Damn men, good. praise your women. Yes, exactly. Also, buy children? them massages. Um, oh, wait, what? what? <laughs> I think I'm just starting a wish list. No. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time, you guys, let's keep it real.